What does Mario Cuomo have to do with today's current political climate? I said Mario Cuomo, not Andrew Cuomo. Mario Cuomo, the former governor of New York back in the 80s. Mario Cuomo was uh, uh, a Catholic and he is the, or the originator of a certain philosophy of politics and how to govern. And he managed to integrate his Catholic faith while nevertheless maintaining um, very strong liberal credentials in a New York state that was left-leaning on the social issues. And that has intensified today. And Andrew Cuomo is a different person, very different from his father, but uh, his father started to drift into this sort of lukewarm or maybe even hypocritical Catholicism. After initially uh, being strongly conservative on social issues and talking about uh, the issue of abortion, Cuomo realized he had to move to the left to attract a larger base, and he became governor of New York. And his two sons now are very prominent politically and maybe not so successful or likable. So, of course, you have um, Chris Cuomo, who does the, the news on CNN. Okay, and so... Um, this governor, Mario Cuomo, he was considered by the media a, a public intellectual. And he had this view on abortion. So, of course, if you're Catholic, that's something that's a big no-no. Uh, it's considered taking the life of an innocent person. Um, you know, you, you know the, the mother annihilating the life of the, of the child growing in her womb. All right? And so, um, how does a Catholic politician justify being pro-choice? giving people the, the, the ability to make a decision to terminate their pregnancy. How does he justify this and still maintain some kind of semblance of, of being um, a religious person and drawing a Catholic vote? Well, Biden has taken up the lesson from Cuomo and Biden goes around um, talking about Joe Biden, the current Democrat nominee. Biden goes around proclaiming himself to be a Catholic. Uh, apparently he carries around rosary beads and um, says he's going to punch someone if they question his faith. This is all part of his persona. He has He's very good at, at cultivating a certain kind of public image, but it's totally uh, false to who he really is. Uh, he's very good at, uh, at communicating this you know, good old boy, uh, simple man from Scranton who uh, maybe not perfect, but just wants the best for the working man. And we realize that um, he he's not. He's part of an elite polit political class, and he's fiercely um, pro-abortion. There's, there's really no moderateness about his stance. Uh, he wants to codify it as law. Um, he, you know, rather than just having the, the court case Roe v. Wade, he wants to make it into the law of the land to protect that so-called right um he wants basically uh you know to, to remove most if not all restrictions so late term late term abortion um if a, an abortion is botched and the baby survives you can still 
kill the baby. The baby is out there alive, and they kill it. So, um, you know, he but he, he claims to be a Catholic. So, how does he achieve this? It's, you know, it's a public persona, which like, which, you know, there's there's more disturbing stuff, um, you know, with his corruption and, um, you know, basically allowing China to enter the U.S. and prey on the U.S. and forming connections with with foreign governments, as we see with uh, his son making his family rich. Um, so there's just very little uh, genuineness to this claim to being a Catholic. So to be a Catholic, you have to have a certain lifestyle and, and a practice. It's not just... Um, it's not just a, a verbal assent. In fact, what he's doing is very insidious because he is putting forth the image of Catholicism. He's using the brand to improve his public persona and get into power without really having any kind of genuine interest in it. I mean, I, we don't know his heart, but if you look at the lifestyle, I mean, he has, his son is having sex with underage prostitutes. Um, and this is all part of a business deal that that Biden is benefiting from. So through his son, he's making contacts with foreign leaders who are very powerful and hostile hostile to the U.S. And he, he knows what's going on, and he's not stopping it. Okay, and um, so and and the abortion, um, you know, is the fetus a person? Well, at the very least, it's going to become a person, right? So if you perform abortion, you are preventing someone from living. That would be a person. You, you, that would be a, a real person who would be born if you had gone through with that pregnancy. So it's a very serious act. And um, it's quite gruesome um, if you look at, like, quite, quite physically gruesome a baby being vacuumed out and its body being, um, you know, dissected and, and, and sold for parts and, and to be to be used in vaccines. Uh, so it's a it's a great insult to human life and human dignity, and um, it's a great insult to. Um, I mean, it treats human human life as like some kind of material. So it's not a, a human; it's just some kind of um, material substance like uh, like a sandwich. Like you don't, if you don't like, if you don't like the sandwich, you can just throw it out. Um, uh, so same thing with a baby. If, if if you don't want the baby, just get rid of it. Um, so Biden has this contradiction between being Catholic and um, being pro-choice. He wants to have it both ways. Mario Cuomo provided the theoretical groundwork for this um, position. So the the line is that privately you reject abortion. Privately, you're, that's against your personal views, but you would not impose this view on the rest of society. So it's a very clever and seductive argument. Um, so you might have this view against abortion, but you wouldn't want to impose it on a diverse society allow people to make their own decisions with respect to it. 
Now, there's something admirable about the sentiment. I mean, um, but there's an irony that you know Biden and Harris are also uh, claiming that they want to impose masks, talking about a national mask mandate, which is ridiculous because people have different views about whether masks actually work. Um, what kind of mask is he talking about? People wear all these different kinds of masks. They're cloth masks, they're t-shirts strapped around their face, um, just these little cheap, um, I don't even know what they are, some kind of cheap fabric that you buy for a dollar. Um, some people wear these in, wear N95s, some people wear nothing. Some states don't require it because the pandemic has not hit them or they just have a different philosophy. But he wants to impose this on everybody but for some reason, he doesn't want to impose his views on abortion, which kind of suggests that he's not being sincere. There's no consistent philosophy there of libertarianism, where you want people to come to their own their own view. But then with abortion, you have the problem of if that person does proceed to their own view on abortion, they end up suppressing someone's very existence. So it's not like that there is some kind of oppression going on where you're making someone's life miserable by like not paying them enough or um, discriminating against them. You're snuffing out their life. Right? These people who are aborted never get a chance to live. They never have a say in whether they live or not. Maybe they would, would have wanted to live. Maybe they would have become very valuable members of society. Right? But, but there was a choice made without their consent that they would not have a chance to live. All right? And so um, and sometimes there's very sad cases where there's a medical contraindication um, or there's some kind of um, terrible situation where there was a rape or incest. But that's, from what, from, what, from what I understand, quite rare. But in any case, the, the topic of this podcast is not the ethics of abortion as such, which is an interesting, very fascinating topic, of course. But it's this position that you can be Catholic and pro-choice. And again, the idea is that, well, you're kind of a libertarian. You don't think abortion is right personally, but you want to give other people the choice to do so. All right, so uh, now Cuomo got some sharp rebukes from some bishops who uh, were able to break down this view. And I found that there's some very compelling arguments they made. So what it does, so this could be a, a genuine position or it could be a ruse. And I suspect it's the latter, particularly with Biden. All right, so uh, I don't see Biden as um, someone with high integrity. I don't see him as having um, a philosophy. It's more of, I want power. I value having political power and, and, and the, the money and perks that come with it. And how do I get that? Well, I can have a ruse. Uh, I, I don't want to come across as too radical. Um, to be honest, I'm speaking as if I were Biden. To be honest, um, I couldn't care less about abortion. Uh, it's, it's a huge um, Democrat Party uh, machine, uh, Planned Parenthood. It brings in a lot of money. They donate to the, the, to the politicians. And it becomes a, a campaign issue that's powerful for a lot of people. Um, people donate money to Planned Parenthood. Because they think they think that they're helping women, um, so it's something that he does not want to give up. It's it's integral to the Democrat Party, all right. And same time, he likes this public image, which he's been very good with the help of the media, with the help of the media, which is which is 
obviously very much in his tank um, of conveying this image of just this humble guy trying to do good for the working man. Um, lunch bucket Joe. And so he's personally against abortion. He's not a radical, he's a moderate. That's the image. But then he can do all this um, fundraising activity uh, and you know, um, basically um, make sure that abortions happen as often as possible, as freely as possible. Uh, not just Roe v. Wade, but making it state law um, and um, you know, paying for abortions overseas, spreading the ideology in other countries. Uh, so it's a reproductive right. It's um, something that people should be entitled to. It's like a, a civil rights movement. Um, so anyway, so this idea uh, comes from Cuomo. It's very clever and it allows you to be both superficially Catholic, but then at the same time benefit from the big, powerful abortion lobby. All right, so now here's the problem though, if you think about this position. So say you're, you're personally opposed to abortion. Well, why? Why are you personally opposed to abortion? Well, presumably because it takes a human life. It snuffs out a human life. And you really don't have to have to draw some line about where personhood begins and personhood ends. Um, clearly the, the fertilized egg is a special and distinct um, substance. It's not just a body part of the mother. It's something that is um, metaphysically distinct as having the ability to um, become a separate person. Now, you could debate metaphysically about when human life begins, um, what are the criteria of personhood, um, but I think it's a fact that that fetus um, is uniquely disposed to become a human being. All right, so if that fetus is left alone, it will become a human being. And so like, you can't say it's a clump of cells. Like, so I saw this person um, brush some skin off his hand. He just brushed the top of his hand and said that all these skin cells are now dying. And that's just like abortion. Well, that's very foolish because um, if those skin cells are left alone, they will not become a human being. But that fetus, that, that, that fetus, um, if you just leave it alone, you, you don't have to do anything. Just let it continue, continue to gestate. It will become a separate human being. And if you remove it from, from the fetus, from the womb, um, if you avoid it, and obviously as it, as it develops, it takes on very clearly human characteristics, a beating heart, a brain, it can feel pain. And with more technology, it becomes more viable. Um, so, you know, we can have a premature baby that can survive. Um, so, um, you're stuffing out a human life and that's why you would oppose it. So why else would you oppose abortion? Um, it, it's, it's the only reason you would oppose it because it's snuffing out a human life. And so, and there's, and there's all kinds of consequences of, in terms of, the moral compass of a society. So if you can 
do something like that, where you can um, have this dominance over another person and say, well, this person is on the way and I get to determine whether or not this person actually gets to live. Um, that mindset carries over to other situations and it becomes ugly. But um, if you are personally opposed to abortion because it's snuffing out of a human life, but then you let other people do that, okay, it, that's, that's weird that you think that this is such a serious problem. It's, it's such a grave violation. Uh, you can't, so it's, like I said, it's not just oppression. It's not discrimination. It's not, not paying somebody enough. You cannot pay somebody enough and they still live. All right. So, but if, you know, you bring death to the person you abort, they, they have no other option. They're gone. All right. So like if you hit somebody, they can walk away. Um, but if you snuff them, if you snuff them out through abortion, they have no options left. Uh, they're, they're done. Um, they're not ever going to, that's a unique individual that's never going to live. And they're in some afterlife, um, whatever happens to them, wherever they go. So, um, that's why there's this problem. This is what the bishops are saying. So you are against abortion because it snuffs out human life. But governor, you're now letting people snuff out lives. So that's attention. It's not like um, some kind of, he made it seem like it's a preferential issue or like a, there's a matter of relativism. So I don't want to impose my beliefs on this pluralistic society. Okay, and so, you know, People can have different views and perspectives on this, and I don't want to um, impose on them. But it, it'd be the same thing to, as if to say that I am opposed to slavery as an individual and as a Catholic, but then someone else um, can do it. I'm going to let it happen. But that, that's just a grievous situation that if even if people don't agree with you, you have to kind of try to work with them. So they do agree with you, right? Because that's so serious that, um, you know, you can't just let people get away with it. It's not a preferential matter where, you know, it's like toothpaste. I happen to personally like charcoal toothpaste, toothpaste with charcoal in it. But would I impose that on other people? No, it's their preference. There's some flexibility. Um, it's a, more of a preferential thing than a moral non-negotiable. Okay, or um, giving some people some let some certain flexibility in terms of their religious um, decisions. So that's that's good, right? Like you don't want to force people to become um, a certain religion. You know, we so what this view does is basically it's seductive for us as Americans because we do value liberty and we say this is the U.S. and you can. Um, you know, make your own decisions. But then what about what about the baby? Right? That that's the thing where you're depriving that individual of the most fundamental choice uh, to have a life. You can't you, you, they can't make any any choices. All right? They have they they never do. All right? So um 
So Cuomo gives a speech at Notre Dame, and he says that we have a pluralistic society, which is true. Um, and then he says, well, my view on abortion is basically the doctrine of my religion, and there's other religions that I don't want to impose upon. Um, abortion is unique. It's a unique evil in that it snuffs out the life of a person, but not a preemptive one. So he says, well, it's not the only issue that matters. We have nuclear war and we have um, homelessness. And so he's taking up all these traditionally li liberal causes and saying, well, you know, I'm not going to obsess over abortion because there's other the other issues that, that diminish human life. All right. Um, so which is true. There's other very important issues. Um, but the um, problem is that um, abortion is not just a certain dogma of our, of our religion. So it's like, um, well, I'm Catholic and I believe this, but basically none of what I think has any kind of binding force on anybody else who is not Catholic. Um, but the, so it kind of ties into freedom of religion. So, you know, why should I accept this guy's dogmatic views? I'm not Catholic. Uh, but the fact is that abortion does not require Catholicism or even God to be shown to be wrong, right? So um, we can argue on the basis of natural law and science to criticize abortion. So natural law meaning these underived principles of practical reason, right? So these these. We, we have just fundamental tendencies to seek our well-being and to try to live in harmony. This is just part of human nature, to live in harmony with each other and to um, not offend other people so we can get along and to flourish as a community, to, to prosper. And abortion, um, it can give you a certain, uh, you know, a certain control over your life. Um, but, you know, because of our basic tendencies to want to live and to flourish, this creates a certain kind of ethics. So, and this is controversial of, uh, you know, getting an ought from an is. But natural law tries to build an ethics on our just fundamental drives to preserve ourselves and flourish. And so that baby um, is, is striving to live. It's, it's seeking to grow, not consciously, of course, as a fetus, but, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's in, involuntarily, its bodily functions are ticking in and seeking to grow and to flourish. That's what the body does, right? The body tries to preserve itself involuntarily. The heart beats, circulates blood. Um, it takes in nutrients from its mother's um, womb so, and therefore, natural law says you have to protect it and, and, and protect especially the, the vulnerable. As adults, we need to care for the vulnerable. And so you can argue against abortion purely on the natural law, on this um, demand to flourish, which you have to be Catholic to recognize, and, and science. So just taking images of the fetus and showing that it looks pretty human and um, 
and when you vacuum it out, you're, you 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 can see the destruction of a of a tiny infant. Okay, um, and uh, you know with a brain and a heart and little limbs. So um, it becomes more palpable as you as you the longer you wait in the pregnancy. So um, you can even be an atheist and see that abortion is wrong, or you can you can think about it through science and through natural law and through reason. All right. So it's not like it's this particular dogma that you'd be imposing on other people. You know, not not just Catholics are against abortion. You have Jews. Jews are against abortion. Muslims are against abortion. Hindus, Hindus are against abortion. All right. So um, now, Como was trying to build a consensus. He didn't want to violate the consensus uh, because there's all these different groups, and he doesn't want to bring his narrow sectarian religion into the public sphere. Um, but the fact is that um, human rights don't depend upon consensus. So we have rights independently of the majority view. So the majority can't take away these inalienable rights we have by our human nature. All right, so we have, this is what Thomas Jefferson uh, revealed in his Declaration of Independence. We have this fundamental right to life um, because of our creator. We have a certain um, status that prevents people from taking our life if they think it's beneficial to them. All right, so um, you don't, you know, take a test of the consensus view to determine what our basic rights are. So again, if Cuomo thinks that abortion takes a life, well, then it violates a fundamental right, the most fundamental right, because you can't have any other rights without life. You can't have the right to religion. You can't have the right to um, uh, liberty without being alive, right? So, um, and now, ironically, again, here's an irony. Roe v. Wade was a judicial decision which voided certain laws and states that prohibited abortion. And these laws and states were put together by representatives through a legislative process. So it was a democratic process where people voted in certain representatives. These representatives worked together with the governor to pass a law. So it's a very hard process. And um, and that's been kind of forgotten um, in our society as we get more and more interested in executive or judicial fiat. And Roe v. Wade was a judicial fiat that voided these democratic decisions. So if you value consensus building, you would respect these state laws that were passed. This is not just a faction. It's a, it's These are state laws. People work on these laws and build coalitions. And then to privilege Roe v. Wade over uh, these state laws, that's, that's not respecting consensus building. So here's the irony that here, where you kind of wonder whether they have a real philosophy. So like, I want to be a libertarian. I want to respect other people's uh, pluralism. Let them have their own view. There's something admirable about that. That sounds that sounds nice. But then, you know, you also accept a judicial decision that voids um, the the consensus view of an entire state. So millions of people coming together and voting 
and putting in representatives who, um, you know, calling their representative to get them to, to vote on this certain bill that would put some regulations on abortion. All right. So, you know, it, it's, you know, these are people who are angry at um, just the demand to show a picture of the fetus to the woman before she goes through with it. Uh, no one's saying let's completely ban abortion. It's more like let's start to take it apart a little bit and, you know, prevent these late term abortions or, um, you know, the born alive, um, you know, people, infants who have been born alive. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, that's the issue. Um, you can see a kind of hypocrisy where there's, again, a national mask mandate. Um, there's no respect for individual choice there. Now, what if someone doesn't like wearing a mask? What if someone has a health condition? So th there's this draconian imposition. There's no legislative procedure here. There's no vote. There's just some, some, some executive says, I have the right to do this, wear a mask. Um, across the whole country, 300 million people. Uh, and the pandemic in some parts of this country has not even created any kind of problem. So is, is that some kind of sectarian imposition? Well, apparently not. But uh, it, So there's a hypocrisy there with Biden and with Cuomo. This is not a good um, philosophy. It's not sound. Um, and it needs to be called out. So thank you for listening to CultureCast, and I'm glad you joined. Take care.